Welcome to Radical Change Group. Today we're continuing our series on tribing and we're finishing up uh, a set of podcasts on modeling. We spoke about modeling skills, we spoke about modeling another person, we spoke about modeling yourself at your best. Today we're going to wrap all this up. Uh, we'll speak about when to use each of these types of modeling, the pros and the cons of them. Uh, we'll add a few more finishing touches to them so that we are fully ready to jump into modeling tribing in the next podcast. Okay, so with that, let's jump right in. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yes, I'm in. Now what? <laughs> yeah, okay. We, we just jumped. All right. So now, uh, um, it's one 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 thing I I personally wanted to uh, uh, bring in uh, into the this uh, conclusion of modeling is uh, how all these three different types of modeling come together. So, in particular, uh, what I'm curious about is uh, uh, how is it for you guys? You know, how do you see it? Uh, those come together, right? And uh, uh, because uh, in our offline discussion, we found that we actually see it quite differently, and maybe we can shed different lights on you know different pieces of it. Uh, just to start at, uh, like for me, for example, uh, the way I see it as a uh, as a structure. So it's kind of layers that you have to or at least I have to uh, layer on top of each other in order to uh, progress in my uh, modeling. So let me uh, briefly explain what I mean by that, right? So uh, say if I really want to become, um, let's say, a filmmaker, as I'm becoming a filmmaker, right? Uh, first, I would jump in and learn the skills. There are some necessary basic skills without which I'm dead in the water completely. So I can't go anywhere without it. Uh, like what's a camera, you know, how to use it, what's a film, right, how to edit it and all that. Uh, then uh, I would pick role models uh, like uh, and uh, do some kind of person modeling, right? How, how to be a director, so what the director looks like, how to be a cameraman, like what a cameraman looks like and how they behave, stuff like that. And uh, uh, when I'm modeling people, I have to be modeling the skills as well, and I have to be proficient at some skills already. Uh, but uh, it, it kind of comes as a as a two layer at this point. So I'm modeling skills with modeling people, uh, and I cannot go model people without the skills. And uh, the third level comes when, uh, let's say, I'm starting to make my own movies. I'm uh, model myself at my best. How when I feel at my very best. And I come to the set, let's say as a director, and I have to be at my best during the filming uh, so that whenever comes my way, I will find a solution to it. Because uh, the set is always a mess. Uh, always breaking up and, you know, things are flying, you know, and it's a miracle the film's actually ever made. Uh, so uh, I think I've said this many times already. And you, you have to be... Uh, as close to being at your best as possible because in that state uh, you know everything is possible and you will actually make that movie, right? So 
to me, uh, it's like layers, right? So uh, I, I have to know how other people are doing this and model them before I can come to the set and uh, apply what I've learned from modeling myself to uh, this particular area. So that's, that's how I see it. So I wonder, guys, how, how you see it. Slightly different, um, perhaps because the context of how and what we choose to model perhaps is different. Um, perhaps, again, it's my Eastern origins that take me there. Uh, what, what is sacred? Uh, this is what is sacred for me is the teacher-student relationship. That's 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 a very very sacred ground for me, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, modeling comes there. Uh, let me let me let me just shed a little more light on that. If a skill or a person doesn't bring me back home to myself, then I don't want to model that. Let me repeat that. If a skill or a person doesn't bring me back home to myself, I do not want to model. Right? Yeah. So what I mean by that is, again, um, I ran away from India and now when I keep going back there, there are certain things that wake up for me every time I go back there. And I'd forgotten uh, what the word guru means. Uh, that word is very pregnant with meaning. Uh, it means uh, to be heavy with the heavens. That's what the word guru actually means. Okay. It means to be heavy with the heavens, so heavy with the divine. What a guru does is always throws you back to yourself. Right? So I think modeling is the easy part. Finding the model is the hard part. Finding that guru or that teacher in the truest sense of the word is the real hard part. So the question, the real question to ask, at least I ask myself, is who is it that I want to become? And what is my contribution to the world? Because, again, uh, when I think about contribution to the world, the way I think about it is, I'm not contributing to anyone except myself. And, and I truly mean that. <laughs> uh, that this is, this is all coming back to me in some ways. And not from a selfish way, but that's how it is. So the real question I, I ask is, who's that I choose to model? Because the skills, that's the easy shit, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's the easy stuff. Okay? 10,000 hours and you're done. Yeah, that's the easy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, at least, I mean, that's my perspective. That's the simple stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm after that sense of transcendence. And if that skill doesn't bring me back home to myself, what use is that skill? So I focus a lot more on finding that guru. And again, I'm using the word guru in its purest sense, not the bastardized way we think about the guru. Right? Talking about that pregnant word, heavy with hands. Searching for that so that because what a guru's or a sensei or a teacher's real job is to point you back towards yourself. So I, I spend a lot more of my time finding the model. And once I find the model, because I ask myself, can I see myself being like them, truly being like them in all aspects of my life? And two, will they take me back home to myself? Right? And when I find an answer yes to both of them, 
then I just jump in, whether it's DTI or or anything else. I just surrender completely to that process. And the skills happen along the way. So I don't focus on the skills. Mm-hmm. And those are the side effects of what happens along the way. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much exact opposite the of spec, you. if you will. Yeah. From, yeah. From what I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, because the focus is different, right? You you are approaching it from these are the skills I want to have. And the question I ask is, will this bring me more home to myself? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Come on. What do you think? What are you thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking how I approach this three and what's the relationship for me and I think it's also because of my overall path in life which is completely of my own I never had gurus I cannot imagine having a guru in many ways I find myself following some not only not following, but creating my own path in parallel to some other paths that have already been there for thousands of years. But I still want to take my own. You know. Um, so I find these ways of modeling orthogonal um, what we have been calling modeling myself at my best to me, that's the core. And nothing else really matters. And this is the core. This is the ground of my being. When I'm there, and the ground of my being. Um, and really modeling at this point, in my, at this stage in my life, is, is a misnomer. I don't try to model it. I know that, I know that ground of being. I know... If I wanted to, I could be there. Um, I know my path's there. So I stopped trying to model that, really. Um, However, uh, the choice still is... in the air... Once I'm at my best, once I'm there and I ground my being, how do I choose to live my life? What do I do? What do I do this minute, next minute, 10 years from now? Uh, and that's where the other two types of modeling come in. Um, and it's very, for me, it's very much like an actor putting on a role um, from the ground of my being. I look around and I pose a question what looks interesting? What fascinates me? What captures my attention? And what kind of experience of life? And something captures my attention and uh, I go there. And by going there, I mean I model that way of living. And it's usually a person or several people or maybe a group uh, share some common... um, 
common experiences, common common ways of being. Um, and there, I I move between modeling the person, modeling the skills, and the sequencing that is again not so important because I'm not after the the skills <laughs> or the or the person. I'm after the experience, and it doesn't really matter in what sequence this happens. Mm-hmm. So I want to clarify something. Um... thing I want to clarify is that I want to, I want to repeat what I said and I think just lost somewhere and I want to emphasize that that I only want to model I want to be very specific I only want to model those who throw me back to myself okay and that throwing back to yourself is the critical path if you uh, if you look at the word radical, right? What does it mean? It means to be tied back to oneself. If you look at the root word, the root of the word radical, I mean, it's misunderstood today by most people. When you say radical, it's uh, taken as an insult. I take that as a badge because <laughs> what it really means is to be tied back to yourself. So, I think the path to yourself, at least initially, is not straight. Uh, It's never straight in the beginning because you have ideas about who the self is. You have ideas about um, you have ideas about uh, uh, your self concept, and this place of arriving uh, arriving at yourself uh, is completely. completely uh, lucky instance in most parts. And it takes a lot of, I think what Gurjeev used to call conscious labor, right? And the idea of having a, a master or a guru is not so much as to follow him, but to have him direct you back to yourself. That that is the critical piece, right? I think I think it was from Bandler I once heard, and I just love that line, and I stole that from him. He said, "A guru is an ass looking for a hole to attach himself to," right? And that's <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's that's how it's understood today. But when I use the word guru, I'm using it in the truest sense of the word. So, what's useful for me, like I said, you know, that there are only two questions to ask. Is that person offering me a way back to myself? And will this be a fascinating joyride? Then I just jump right in. Hmm? So compare this to... to, uh, uh, I'm listening to you. I'm comparing to how... uh, How I'm perceiving it. And it's it's quite different. I find that... uh, I am a myself everywhere and it's everywhere all the time Uh, and it's for entertainment purposes (laughs) if I may so say (laughs) that I uh, choose to put on the clothes 
of some experience? I'm not there for entertainment. Um, the only reason I will try the other on, if it gives me yet another path to myself. So I, I almost think about it as triangulating because I think self is such an elusive, such an elusive notion that it almost has to be stalked. You know, you in, in a way you have to stalk reality. I mean, true mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. In a way you have to track it. You have to try and grasp it for those moments. So for me, it is, it's not entertainment, it's serious business for me. <laughs> I mean, it's like serious business. It's. Uh, mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. With guns blazing. Huh? You hear me? With gun? guns blazing. Oh hell yeah! Because mm-hmm. if <laughs> I'm going to spend time doing that, you bet it better be worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting that uh, I mean I I relate to all that right. So uh, this basically uh, like why would I love, for example, to to do film right? Why would I learn to go dance? Um, it's because uh, all of that does bring me uh, to myself. I, I feel I feel more alive doing that, right? So um, uh, there, there there is a the yes. same reason basically is there, right? Uh, uh, but the um, I guess the way I approach it again is yet differently, right? Yeah. So uh, it's it's more like I'm uh, I'm almost separating the steps. I'm 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 uh, I'm looking at okay, so what is it? Who I want to become? I guess is that's the question I'm trying to ask most mm-hmm. of the time, and uh, uh, that's when I go and model myself. Right, that's self modeling there. Uh, who am I at my core? What uh, who, who am I uh, becoming? Right, who who do I who do I want to become? Uh, uh, yes, that in English that doesn't quite come through. <laughs> right, so it's it's. Who myself, like my true self, wants to become, I guess. And I want to observe that, right? And once I figure that, then um, uh, then I apply all, all this, my modeling stack, right? Uh, skills, people, uh, and self being there, right? Becoming self in that field uh, in the, for the purpose of... Uh, making myself become what it wants to become. Does that make sense? I hear you and... Um, it's your trip. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, know. Uh-huh. I hear you and, and uh-huh. it kind of uh, is making me want to bring this one piece up. Because uh, I think it's a... At least from my perspective, I think it's a... It's critical. Uh, is... The difference between self-concept and self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I see a lot of people when they are trying to model themselves at their best. Right? It's the self-concept they're after. <laughs> you know, it's that idea of who they think that self is or how they should be. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everyone does that. But I've mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. quite a few people do that. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the arriving at that state at that best, at the ground of your being... There's almost an absence of self-concept in that place. Mm-hmm. The self-concept is a construct of your mind. Yeah. Right? It's an idea that's become an ideology. An idea is something that you have. An ideology is something that has you. Right? When the self-concept has you, <laughs> I think that's when it becomes poisonous. And in fact, mm-hmm. it would be 
downright dangerous to model that at its best because it's just that ideology getting modeled at its best. Don't believe me? Look at 1939 to 1945. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's certainly true. It's like it's very, actually, it's very non-trivial for for, for a lot of people. And I know from my own experience, it's very difficult to separate those two, right? So the, what's your self-concept and what do you think you want to be? Or what do you, well, I don't know, almost jealous, I guess, of other people of, you know, oh, they achieved this, I won that too, versus like, yeah, I'm really pulled to that. Yeah, but I think that's the key part, right? The difference mm-hmm. is, uh, is it is it your uh, want of control? A lot of people have these illusions of control, trying to control that perception, this, that, mm-hmm. or is it something which is emergent? And that's what I track. Is it is it my will that I want to, my so-called will that I want to push for mm-hmm. or is it thy will be done? Right. And again, I don't want to, it's starting to take a religious tone almost, uh, but words don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to explain it without yeah, kind yeah. Of sounding mystical, right? Almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, but we kind of digressing into almost this, I don't know, yeah, let's bring it back. Weird place, I I, I should say. <laughs> Weird is good, but I, yeah. I guess what we were trying to do is what what you know. How do these pieces come together? I think they all have a place. So the question we should really be asking is: What do you think are the advantages and disadvantages of these three kinds of modeling that we spoke about? Right, Arman, you want to start? Hmm. I, I just see them different, you know. So, I I don't compare them. Hmm. Yeah, let, let, let me jump in there. So it's not like one has a pro, the other has a, you know. No, that's not what I meant. No, I no, meant, no, each uh, one, where, each where, one. In what, let's go one at a time and mm-hmm. see where it's useful, right? Yeah, so that's 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 a good, good question. Yeah. Yeah, the skills modeling is useful in modeling something specific and concrete. Um. The level of physiology or language, getting a habit or getting, um, I don't know, say you want a job or something, you know. If you know how to model skills, you can very rapidly learn your new skills on the job or even before you have a job. So in the eyes of most people, it makes you fast learner. Yeah. Uh, You would do well in school, well in job well in life I don't just everywhere really because we use skills everywhere and relationships all over the place so so yeah that's great uh, the uh, the something to keep in mind I was going to say disadvantage but it's not really disadvantage but something that comes with skill modeling is that it stays at that level at the level of physiology and language and meaning that um you know, um, it doesn't change your internal being. You know, your values, your identities stay the same. Unless, but, and here we had this interesting conversation a few hours back, unless you've been doing that skill for so long that it really 
takes to define. You, you know, like simple example. Let's go back to what we started with. Uh, you start to learn skiing, and you're six years old, right? And first you pick up some skills, and a few years later you ski okay, and then you ski well, and then you know, at some point down the line, 20 years down the line, you can call yourself, I am a skier, you know, and I am like a world champion skier. I mean, it becomes your identity. So skills practice for long enough eventually overtake other levels. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? More or less the description yeah. of skill-based modeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, okay. I mean, uh, to me, it's a survival trick, right? Uh, look at it this way. I think our generation is going to have seven different jobs in their lifetime on an average in many different areas. So uh, what our parents got away with having a job or a way of doing things for the 35, 40 year work career is no longer a reality for us. Okay. So on an average, our generation will have, our generation will have seven different jobs or seven different ways of earning our living. Now, you better be really good at picking up those skills and adapting to those changed environments. Well, if you want to survive, I mean, survival is optional, but, you know, if you want to survive, <laughs> you better get good at it. Uh, but, you know, your job is not you. A lot, of, a lot of people don't understand that. You're not your job. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, and that's how I treat it. So. Mm-hmm. Although in society, it's almost uh, a staple now that, uh, you know, like uh, you say your name and then what do you do? Right? Yeah, it's say, funny. And I, I usually, when I introduce to, uh, myself to people, uh, some, somebody comes to me and says, so who are you? Uh, I usually tell them, how much time do you have? And then I say, <laughs> 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 it's a nice way to break them out of trance, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a very useful skill to have in the back of your pocket. Uh, to ensure that you can synchronize yourself with the environment for you to survive. And then we have modeling person, modeling another human being, uh, whether through something like a Borogenius technique or deep trans identification or modeling literary characters or whatnot. Uh, And this gets into a lot uh, deeper levels of your being, your your values, your identity. I mean, this is not, I shouldn't say being, your personality, right? To be clear here with words. Okay. Um, pervasive changes to your personality. Um, also useful um, in a wide variety of contexts. Um, um, again, you know, it can be, say, say, <laughs> Say you want to become a great salesman. Uh, you can pick up the techniques that the good salesmen p- use, but become a great salesman, you will have to change your personality. Right? Uh, greatness in any, in any endeavor is going to come only at the expense of your personality. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, with age, you're also going to change your personality naturally, right? As you mature and, 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 and grow up. Uh, and possibly you might want to direct these changes by by looking for exemplars to guide that to these inevitable changes now these changes take a long time right i mean even if you're good this is not something that's quick yeah i guess for me uh uh i'm i'm usually 
very careful about uh, modeling other people too deeply. So I, I don't really go there too much, right? But what I, what I find the most useful uh, in modeling other people is uh, uh, somehow I, I, I almost, I guess collapse or maybe extend the skill level modeling uh, with uh, modeling the people. Uh, somehow I, I almost see that uh, uh, I can get a lot better at uh, this particular field. So it's not one particular skill usually. It's a, a, when I need to learn a set of skills uh, and a certain person possesses those set of skills. I don't have time to spend you know 10,000 hours in each of those. Uh, so I'd rather spend uh, whatever time I've got uh, to uh, uh, pick it up from that person as a person, right? And by that, I would pick up a range of skills as opposed to just one. So I still feel like, it for me, it's almost like an extension of uh, the skill modeling, except it's a much more powerful extension, right? So it's a much more powerful way of modeling the, uh, I don't know, not even just skills, but even I think there's, there's, there's one more step up for me though. So, so at some point, uh, if I want to identify myself with a field at some level, like say, okay, am I a filmmaker now? I guess I am at this point since I've made a few films and I keep doing that. Um, just for me, in order to say that, that I am a filmmaker, uh, something needs to click in my head somehow. I don't know. I, can't just even like after making one or two movies, I, I can't just say, okay, now I'm a filmmaker. Well, I'm not sure yet, but uh, uh, something needs to click. And uh, looking at other people who come out and say, yes, I am a filmmaker, uh, just modeling that somehow helps me to go through. I don't know, maybe it's a rite of passage of some sort that helps me to model that and uh, uh, go through that myself. So that's where it's useful for me. Uh, otherwise, I'm almost repelled by putting on somebody's identity. And I suspect that's a self-preservation mechanism. Uh, because if I become somebody like too much, I'm afraid of losing myself. I, I, I think that's what it is somehow. I, I didn't think of it consciously before, but that's what seems to me was happening really. That's why I don't take it too deeply. I look at people's stories and I look at the life story and to me it's a big myth, right? And if I'm drawn to them, it usually means that there's that quality inside of me as well that is seeking to be awoken, right? So so that attraction or envy, I'm not speaking about jealousy, I'm speaking about envy, right? Which is positive. Yeah, mm -hmm. Jealousy is negative. If I see that emerge in me, it means that that potential is lying dormant in me. And it's usually at the level of values and deeper. So when I seek to model somebody and get into there, it's a way to accelerate making that which was once dormant an active part of myself. So it's taking the ownership back. It's taking that shadow, whether it's white or dark, back and absorbing it fully into yourself. So, and I, I find that to be a useful skill. It's, uh, uh, as I've grown older, the number of people who can do that uh, or who bring that out in me becomes smaller. But I think 
that's what it's all about. In the beginning, we are grasping for space. We're grasping to, uh, I mean, you remember ourselves in our 20s? We were so bloody lost, right? We were so bloody lost in any any place that gave us that idea of not being an outsider, of any sort of salvation, if you will, right? We were pulled there. Because I think mm-hmm. I think that this is usually what that divorce from self is. is. This is what kicks in that existential depression, right? And sadly for all three of us, the thing that was most developed in us was our mind. And mind is a useful servant and a lousy master, but it was <laughs> our master. <laughs> and that's the thing we had to unlearn. So for me, modeling these people can be very useful as a way to make that dormant part of Mm-hmm. And the third type of modeling, modeling yourself at your best. I kind of feel we spoke a lot about it already. Yeah. Um, and to me, this is what it's all really about. That's what life is about. Um, so just do it. So I think I think it's important that we understand this, and there's a reason we had this conversations of modeling, and there's no way you can learn this on a podcast. You have to go out and try it and, you know, study this and try to apply it and see you already do modeling well. Or, uh, how do you know that? Well, guess what? You would not have survived. You first modeled your parents then you modeled your coworkers, your friends, your peer groups. You do that all the time. Mm-hmm. The idea is to make it more conscious and get exquisite with it so that you are more in control or rather more uh, you can act more out of choice rather than compulsion. Mm-hmm. And we will use all three of these skills as we go after the tribing process and share with you what we discovered works and doesn't work and how we are going to uh, put ourselves uh, uh, as the best, uh, put ourselves in a place where we experiment with what we're teaching, not just uh, not just say, oh, here's a academic theoretical <laughs> dead, dissected way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Time to wrap up then. Mm-hmm. Uh, next podcast, we will be, as Mahipal said, we'll be diving deep into applying modeling to tribing. But for now, signing off. Good night and good luck. And have a wonderful day. And may you be happy. The copyright of this recording is owned by the Radical Change Group and the individual contributors. Permission to copy and distribute freely is granted, provided that the entire recording on this notice remain intact. Please visit us at www.radicalchangegroup.com. Your comments and feedback will be greatly appreciated.